0: Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's. It's just kind of some things that I've watched, Um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Back at it again with the white vans. Except, of course, as always, there's no white vans. I got the black Adidas on. But um, I actually have some bleach um, with Ichigo Kurosaki pants on, sweatpants on. So um, I'm I'm kind of in the anime mood tonight. Um, Back at it again with an awesome episode, a brand new uh, episode of Anime Talk. So... This week, um, no guests, um, but we're going to be talking through a a segment that, I don't know, it kind of like messed me up and i know it's, it may seem kind of dark to some people especially with a lot of things going, kind of going on right now but um i wanted to go ahead and talk through my top five anime character deaths that mess me up every time that i see them um so as always of course you know this is my list this is not every this is not everybody else's list it's just kind of mine just through some of the ones like every time you know like when you re-watch a show i don't know if you're like me where you rewatch a show and you know that something's going to happen you know that like a character dies your favorite character your dies um, and you still end up kind of like tearing up because you you just you just connect with them on a level. that's technically what this episode is about um, as always. Um, an update well I guess not as always but an update for everyone so as of right now we are at 473 listens on the channel Um, so I appreciate all the support that I'm getting from you guys on Twitter on Instagram both handles are anime talk 12 Um, you can reach out to me again shoot me a message on Twitter or on Instagram and drop a follow like um, subscribe to the podcast on all of your major Podcast streaming services, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting it, um, etc. Um, and just let me know what you guys think about some of the things that um, that you guys are hearing. And also keep in mind that on there you will get updates on future um you know updates and news and any giveaways and anything like that that I'm doing which if you guys haven't already heard um, on some of my older podcasts we're looking at I'm looking at potentially getting some stickers to kind of do a giveaway with the logo which again if you haven't seen the logo follow me on social media um, on those two handles at anime talk 12 um, and you'll see the new logo so you guys can kind of see what I am planning going forward Um so Again, I just want to give you guys just some love and and, uh, appreciation for that. So um, just to let you guys know that with this, again, with some of these deaths, there are going to be some spoilers uh, involved. So if you guys don't really want to hear spoilers, I suggest that you go check out another one of my awesome episodes. Um, But if you guys don't necessarily care or you've already watched these shows, then there's nothing really new here as I kind of delve and kind of... uh, You know, kind of walk through this tonight through some of these deaths. So we just finished the um, the tournament of power, the November tournament of power, which if you guys haven't heard that, I suggest that you go back in and listen to that. It's a five part series so that was really dope um but let's go ahead and jump into this episode so again it's the it's the five anime character deaths that mess me up every time that i watch them so we'll start off at number five starting off at number five we're going genkai Uh, i know people are gonna be like okay genkai but she came back true she did come back but genkai uh from yu yu Hawk show uh, she's about, I think roughly like her age, I think she was like 70 years old. I think is what I found on one of the, uh, on the Yu Yu Hawk show fandom page, which shout out to fandom, um, because a lot of the stuff that's up on there, um, you know, people say that it could be real, it could be fake. It could, it's kind of like Wikipedia, but I like, I like a lot of the way that their details and things like that are, are kind of shown and kind of like broadcast and classified, so shout out to fandom. Um so this character, who was this character, right? So this character was the sensei for the spirit detective Yusuke Urameshi and um Kuabara. So if you watch the show then you know that she stepped in um right when Yusuke went in and started kind of training to be an actual soul de- or spirit detective. And um, I'm going to try my best not to confuse Yusuke with Ichigo. I don't know why I keep doing that, but Soul Reaper, you know, Spirit Detective. Anyway, um, so she was an old fashioned woman with great strength and determination. She put her mind and body through extensive training to allow her to create and control the spirit wave orb, um, which contributed greatly to her um rather you know cold and hard demeanor she first thought that yusuke was a slacker but later came to love him like a grandson she was vital to the storyline and she was the one that taught yusuke the spirit wave technique that almost killed him that almost killed him when he was trying to absorb it so kind of the backstory on genkai again I, i did kind of a brief rundown there but genkai she was like A hard ass like when she first came in she was very she was very tough on Yusuke she didn't really like she used to call him a slacker all the time and used to kind of like poke the bear and make him upset and obviously by making him upset then she would be like see how much energy you have that you're wasting because if you still have energy to get mad at me then you're not putting everything into your training so they definitely had a very unique um, relationship and um, all of that kind of led into how she died. So she originally died after she fought the younger to girl brother later on in the dark tournament arc. Um, this fight was a fight amongst lovers and friends as they both fought on the same team that they receive, uh, that they were on when they received the wishes, when they won the dark tournament. So they were actually on younger to girl, uh, the older to girl and, um, Genkai were all on the same team when they won a previous Dark Tournament, which Genkai's wish was that she would never... You get a wish at the very end of the Dark Tournament, and her wish is that she never got pulled back into one of these, uh, but she ended up getting pulled in by the youngest girl brother. Um, and so... After that, uh, they fought, like her and the younger Toguro, they fought each other, and uh, she realized that it was necessary for her to die in order for Yusuke to get stronger. And so essentially what that looked like is um, each, or see, I knew I was going to say it, Yusuke was training in a cave, learning the spirit wave orb technique. Uh, that genkai had gave him and he was cussing her out the whole time and she was she was like you just got to endure you know you'll be okay once he got all of the 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 technique down and got the ability um she brought him out of the cave laid him in i was gonna say kagome kikyo um her lap and basically walked away she was like you know kind of watch over him while he sleep, and she disappears, she goes, she finds younger Toguro, Toguro basically says hey, I realize that you're not as strong as you once were, is it done so essentially he knew what she was doing and what she was going to have to do she said it was they fought, he basically ruined her and obliterated her um, basically Yusuke wakes up, goes finds her, dying he holds her, they have that, that sensei grandparent type of connection there there are tears um i'm getting choked up just talking about it but uh but essentially after that she ends up dying um and everybody knew except for kuwabara so he didn't find out till later on in the tournament but um, they knocked everything out and they ended up winning. And when they went back into the Chapter Black arc, so the arc right after the Dark Tournament, which, if you haven't watched Yu Yu Hawk Show, or if you were like me when you watched Yu Yu Hawk Show, you stopped at the Dark Tournament because you thought it was over. There's actually an arc right after that called the Chapter Black Tournament. Um, but once when, when they started the chapter Black Turn Saga, she actually came back, and so that's why I said she's kind of on this list because it messes me up every time I watch it. But now that I know that she ends up coming back, it doesn't mess me up as much. But this is still one of the deaths that messed me up. So we're going to go straight into number four. So number four, I have Portus D Ace. So um, Port Portus. Portuguese? I don't know. I just call him Ace. But if you, if you know him, then you know that he's from um, the show that he's on is One Piece. He is 20 years old, roughly, when he passes away. This character was born as Gold D. Ace. If you are familiar with the show, then you would know that goldie roger was the original pirate king so this is actually uh the son of goldie roger but he was born as goldie ace and nicknamed fire fist ace he was the sworn older brother of luffy and sabo and the son of the late pirate king goldie roger and his lover portgus D rouge Um, ace was adopted by monkey d garp so if you again watch the show you know that garp is his grandfather essentially as well or as it was wished by roger to him before his birth so roger essentially was in trouble already he knew that he had a kid and they ended up giving him to garp to raise him um, because obviously he was the pirate king so he knew that he was going to run into some issues Ace was the second division commander of the Whitebeard Pirates and one time um, captain of the Spade Pirates. He had the Flare Flare Fruit that allows the user to create control and transform fire at his will. Uh, It's a Logia type. So a Logia type in this situation is a type of devil fruit that allows the user to transform the composition of their body into a natural element at will, as well as control and create it. So with the flare flare fruit, um Luffy, uh, Ace can actually manipulate his body to turn into flames. So um, if you go to like hug him or something like that, he can turn his body into flames and you can kind of like wisp right through him. So that's what the Logia style in this, in this show is. So Ace was a really dope character. Um, I think that he got a lot of screen time. He didn't get as much screen time as I think that he deserved. And um, I think that the relationship that he and Luffy and Sabo all shared, like they were three brothers. I think that was really dope the way that they kind of set it up and the way that they gave their backstories and things like that. So I think they did a really good job with the character development for Ace as well so hmm okay so how how he ended up dying um he died during the marinfold arc uh right after he had been captured in the prison in impel down which is the big prison that is in this uh in this show uh, it's actually underground so like all of the uh devil fruit users and things like that since if you've listened to any of my other shows you you probably understand already that devil fruit users in one piece they have a weakness against water and prison like sea prison cuffs um, so what they end up doing to impel down is they keep devil fruit users lower on the level kind of underwater so then that way if they did break out what ends up happening is they would essentially uh, get out and they would drown so that's why they keep them there Luffy had just... Uh, uh, missed him, but he later met Jinbei, who would eventually join the crew. After breaking out, Luffy sails to Marinfo and ends up saving his brother from a public execution. One of the commanders and generals of the Marines. Uh he ends up burning through Ace with his lava fruit abilities while Ace was trying to save Luffy. Um so in this situation, that basically, Luffy got there, he gets there, he's up on a scaffold, Ace is up on a scaffold, he ends up getting them down, they're fighting back to back. There's a dope fight scene that kind of happens around this arc, and essentially what ends up happening is Luffy is about to get hit. He ends up um the the guy i can't i don't know how to say his name i can't remember how to say his name but akino akino but anyway he's he's one of the generals and he has the lava fruit so he extends his arm out with lava he punches goes to hit luffy and ends up going through um ace at that point basically he kind of made like a kind of like a joke i guess you could say about the fact that because they obviously wanted to kill him because he was a pirate they're marines but he basically was like okay so you're fire and i'm lava and you think that you can stand up to this and he ends up killing him so um ace smiles one last time and passes away falling from his brother's arms at the last as the last fragment of his Vivri card burns away. So a Vivri card in the show is something that you can kind of have with someone's name on it. And if they sign in and everything like that, you can actually use the card to they keep a piece, you keep a piece and it helps you kind of find them. So um, his Vivri card basically burns away Whitebeard, his father figure mourned his loss and stood strong on the shore and fought the Marines back and gave his crew. One last command was to protect Luffy at all costs. Um, again, this fight was very, very dope. I'm not going to go too deep into this and too too in detail about this, this fight. I suggest that you go watch this. If you haven't already watched One Piece, I know that it's a daunting um ep- like show to watch. I know that we're at like episode 953, like 954, something like that. I'm current as of right now, as of today. So I know it's a daunting task. Uh but I suggest if you get an opportunity to go watch it, go watch it because there is there's like little to no filler in this in this show for me anyway. Um, I think everything is candid, so I suggest that you go watch the show. Um, but essentially he told them to protect Luffy at all costs and ace's death ultimately proved to be the catalyst leading luffy to training for two years to become strong enough to protect his friends so after him seeing his brother basically die in his arms he ends up going through a lot of different training um by either when he went with Boa when he was hanging out with her, boa Hancock, um where she fell in love with him, which I hope that you know this is this is a side note, but I hope that they eventually like he is daft like Luffy is completely dumb and oblivious to relationships, but I hope in some situation he and Boa can like make this work or something, even for just a moment, like I just want to see that, but he ended up training with them with boa he ended up training with uh riley and um it was just a lot of training that he ended up doing when he realized that he couldn't protect his brother and he wanted to make sure that he could protect his friends so it was very very instrumental in growth for luffy but um it definitely hurt because the whole time that you're watching this you're just anticipating and and really hopeful that luffy and ace can eventually see themselves and i know they saw each other i wouldn't say in the the alabasta um arc but you really wanted to see them actually be able to enjoy their time together so this 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 death definitely hit hard for me um so we're gonna go ahead and i'm gonna jump straight into number three But I'm going to do it after um, we go ahead and answer just a quick commercial break. I appreciate you guys sticking around, and I'll see you in a moment. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking through the commercial break. So we talked about Genkai at number five. We talked about Ace from... one piece at number four so number three and number two were actually from the exact same show and when i say their names like when i say the third name and i say the second name you're gonna be like dude like i already knew that these had to be up be on there because these deaths obviously mess up a lot of people when they watch anime so number three is Maze hughes from full metal alchemist he was roughly 29 when he ended up dying um this character for the most part he was, like, the happy-go-lucky, like, over-the-top, joyful type of dude. The dude that either you wanted as a dad, especially, like, when they when they showed his little girl. You either wanted him as a dad or, like, an uncle or something like that. Everybody could relate to him. So... His personality is decidedly uh, amicable and he's cheerful, even to the point of being considered annoying by his closest acquaintances. Hughes is also a rather forcefully hospitable person, never taking no for an answer when offering a position under his authority or a night stay in his or I'm sorry. Whether, there we go. Whether offering a position under his authority um, or a night stay in his house and even going so far as to physically drag people behind him without wanting like waiting for their consent um, Prompt prompting like the elder the Elric brothers to call him a kidnapper on more than one occasion um of course his biggest and most noticeable character trait is the his infatuation with his wife Gracia and his three-year-old daughter Alicia never without one or more pictures of them on hand Maze makes quite a nuisance of himself by dragging about like them to peers like bragging about them to his peers and friends and offering up glances of their photographs and everything like that so um, it's a long list of you know just descriptions and things like that. They go on and on and on about Maze. But I think the the one thing, like I said, I just want to kind of touch on is like if you watch Family Guy and you know like that guy from the skit that they end up doing where the guy like comes out and he's like, you want to see my kids? And he has like the wallet and he just starts like beating like basically like he shows you the pictures and then he starts like beating the guy and the guy's like smiling the whole time he's doing it. That is basically Maze Hughes, um, in this show. So. Um, what ends up happening to him and how he ended up dying. He died at the hands of envy. Who's a homunculus from the show um, when discovering father's plan. So essentially maze was looking for what was going on with the homunculi and what they were doing, what their plans were to kind of take over the city slash world and things like that. And like um, everything that they were doing. So he basically calls in to try to talk to Colonel Mustang, um, When he calls in, like, they're like, hey, you know, we can't verify who you are. So at this point, he's kind of getting frustrated. He verifies who he is. They're looking through to try to figure out, you know, who he is and everything like that. He unknowingly drops a small photograph of his family out of his pocket. So when he turns around, he ends up seeing his lieutenant behind him. And basically, she's holding a sidearm to his head and demands that he hangs up the phone so he responds that the person speaking to him is not the real ross which is the lieutenant um and as the you know the imposter was missing a mole so essentially you know she normally has a mole under her left eye it wasn't there they apologized so envy apologized and basically kind of ran her hand over that area and materialized the mole And basically was like, you know, is that better? And she, he was kind of, you know, kind of thrown back by her being able to do that. So he ends up trying to, he he always has like this little blade on him. I guess you could say like a little dagger. So he goes in for an attack. And as he's going in for the attack, Envy ends up. And this, this is the part that messes me up. So Envy ends up actually transforming because that's her ability. She can transform. So she essentially transforms into his wife. So she transforms into his wife and he hesitates because obviously he didn't want to kill his wife. And I don't care, you know, even though he knew that she was a fake still. I mean, how many people out there could kill a copy or somebody who they think looks like their wife or their, you know, their significant other husband wife, or whatever, like that'd be very difficult, so he ends up not being able to do it. he hesitates and he ends up getting shot and killed um he is later discovered. Uh, Outside of the telephone booth, they have a military funeral a couple of days later, and then he ended up getting promoted to Brigadier General as he died in the line of duty. Um, So his last words are to his daughter apologizing that he ends up that he loves her. So uh, and Colonel Mustang ends up kind of passing that along to the family. So. That death really messes with you because, again, you really love Maze Hughes character. You love the, the plot that they and the way that they kind of involved him into the storyline. Like I said, he was a for all intents and purposes, like dude was a great dad. Like he was a great dad. He was the uncle that you wish that you had. He was just a good guy. But for him to go out the way that he did by essentially getting shot you know in the head by his you know lover like well I mean she wasn't but the image of his lover like that had to hurt so that's why he ends up making the list at number three because like I said like that that death still gets me to this point but it doesn't get me as bad clearly as the rest of this list so number two I told you guys that number two and number three were from the same show and if you know this one, like I don't care. Like I've seen so many different memes about it, and people like laughing about it and being like, "Oh, you know, it's just a show," and all this other stuff. I don't care what you say. Number two, being Nina Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist, who's five years old. It 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 kills me every single time. So. Essentially, who Nina is in this show, she comes into the show when the brothers show up to learn about bioalchemy with the help of her dad, Shao Tucker. Um, However, the lonely girl quickly forms a rapport with the Elric brothers, convincing them to spend a great deal of their time each day playing with Nina and her lovable doll, Alexander. So, essentially, the Elric brothers come in; they're trying to study for the um, for the. Alchemy um, exam and trying to figure out like what's going on with bio alchemy and everything like that and general I think it's Boss ba- Grand I think that's his name but anyway he basically puts them and says hey you know what stay here but don't ask about his additional research just learn bio alchemy so um the three kids they and the three kids and alexander grow very close over the few days of their acquaintance after nina confides in the boys that her lon- loneliness is largely due to the fact that her mother had left her father 2 years ago just before shao tucker received his state al- alchemist certification after which point his increasing immersion into his research greatly limited the amount of time that he was able to spend with his young daughter the Ulrichs immediately understand how Nina feels as they remember their own father paying little attention to them and declare their intentions to play with Nina and Alexander and the um and the three kids end up and the dog end up spending most of their time together playing with each other after being alchemically fused like okay so let me do this. Let me pause. Okay. So essentially what ends up happening, Shaw Tucker is known as the sewing Life Alchemist. So essentially what he did is he took his wife and their first dog after Nina was born and fused them together alchemically like to make a chimera that could understand human speech. Like I'm just going to let that just sit there. So he took his wife and a dog put them together alchemically and presented them as a project to say hey you know what here's my state my my state alchem you know my state alchemist uh you know certification like can i get that by this piece of paper and they took it and said yes like cool like yeah we'll we'll take that here here you are you're certified okay okay so i so i'm i'm okay i just put that out there so <laughs> he ends up Ends up okay, he ends up fusing Nina and Alexander together, and Nina inhabits the body of a dog like beast. This creature has a brown mane, the same color as Nina's original hair, and the chimera has the ability to speak, as did the chimera that Tucker created from his wife. Come on now, so this dude takes a little bitty girl, like a five year old girl, and fuses her together with a dog she can understand and at this point I know when they had found her the only way that they found out was she kept saying Edward like over and over again when Edward was there because Edward was beating up Shao Tucker because he had found out what he did to her and so she basically you know pulled his pocket watch out and was like pulling on his sleeve and basically sound like Edward like brother no like don't do this and it was just I don't know, man, like the waterworks just started like that. Just ugh, that messed me up so, so much messed me up. Um, and so she ends up essentially getting captured and they boss grand ends up coming in and kind of knocking out the boys and telling them that they didn't see anything. They didn't hear anything. And they kind of try to get her out of there. So the Tucker house is labeled a crime scene as shall and Nina are held under house arrest in anticipation of the sewing life alchemy. The Sewing Life's incarceration and court martial, but before his transport to Central City arrives, the Tuckers are visited by the state alchemist Scar. Um, the alchemist killer, rather Scar, who assassinates Shao. Uh, thank goodness. Well, we thought anyway. But again, that's another that's another story. Nina starts to mourn for her father in spite of what he has done to her. Just before Scar delivers a mercy killing to her, having realized that her future in this form can only be one of torment and suffering, using his destruction alchemy, Scar breaks down the chimera's insides instantly, ending her life before praying for her soul. As he flees the scene so when they have them in the back of the car um ed ends up kind of doing like a, a he transmutes basically the road to kind of knock the car over once the car gets knocked over nina ends up running out once she ends up running out she ends up running into scar Scar, scar has a Um, an alchemic alchemic tattoo on his arm that essentially he got from his brother that allows him to basically break down so in every in, in the whole thing like in the whole show you know it's all about alchemy so you break down you put something together so essentially with him He can break things down and that's it. It stops there. So he ends up seeing Nina in that form. His tattoo starts to glow. He feels like it's it's his brother or the will of Ishbal, which is their God that they pray to, um, to mercy kill this creature. So he ends up putting his hand on her head, saying a prayer for her soul and ends up just completely like just blowing her up i guess you could say from the inside out sounds very morbid and very horrible and the crazy part about it is for the show side note is this is a very early episode like it starts you off very early with the darkness of the show um so but that ends up happening and that's how she ends up dying so um and they did a really good job i guess you could say for all intents and purposes to make sure that you cry with it. There's the rain. There's like this dark alley, how everything kind of goes down. And it was just very dark, very sad. So um, I know that you're thinking like, hey, you know, that's if that's number two, like what's number one? Like, how can you even trump that or how can you even top that? So I'll go ahead and get straight into it. So number one is only because it's a personal favorite for me and it hits me every single time, just like all of these other ones do. But number one is Pervy Sage Jiraiya from Naruto. He was about 54, I believe, when he ended up passing. So when he was younger, um, Pervy Sage, he was younger. He ends up like he was he was the perv of the show, right? He didn't like being called Pervy Sage, but that's what he was. He was a he was essentially just a big pervert. Um, He ended up getting called Pervy Sage by Naruto. He didn't like it, but it kind of stuck around. That's why everybody kind of calls him that now. He was a self-proclaimed super pervert with no equal. Um, his favorite hobby was spying on women while they bathed. Um, he basically openly took pride in it. He ended up getting caught early on by Tsunade when he tried to uh, when she was bathing. He tried to spy on her. She broke. Both of his arms, six of his ribs, and ruptured a number of his organs as a punishment. So um, that was a quick side note. So yeah, but it, it obviously didn't stop him. He was um, he was a mentor to the three to three of the most powerful shinobi in history: and Naruto, Nagato, Minato, and uh, Naruto. So Nagato, you may know him uh, if you watch the the or if you listen to the podcast about the November t- tournament of power. That was pain. So Nagato was pain. Uh, Minato is Naruto's dad, and then of course Naruto himself imparting his belief in the spirit of Shinobi to all three. Essentially what ends up happening Jiraiya's spirit would use his final moments To clap uh, Naruto on the shoulder in the final As a final show of uh, affection He never had children of his own And for those reasons He always thought of Minato as his son And by extension thought of Naruto as his grandson When he died Jiraiya decided that Despite his numerous failures The successes of his time with Naruto Made everything worthwhile He had to fight his best friend Orochimaru after what he did to the third hokage and fight his former pupil Nagato aka Pain. So like Jiraiya had to go through a lot of different things. Um, he ended up like I said he was he was this, you know, per, he was a pervert of course, but he was also he also trained some great shinobi. Um he ended up having to fight his best friend um which was Uruchumaru, which again, if you know about Naruto, you know who Maru is. And he always had a love for Tsunade. They just never got the timing right, I guess you could say. Um, And so he never had that moment with her. He never had kids of his own. And on top of that, the dude had to take down his pupil like he had to take down and fight against nagato which nagato aka pain ended up actually being the reason um why he ended up dying so he fought against pain and lost to him after a fight with Conan, uh who was a chick who was um she was like a was like origami i think it was origami and um she was another uh, orphan that he had rescued when he had rescued naruto or nagato uh he had defeated three of the paths but had an arm severed as a third path as the three paths were resurrected um so essentially when he gets to this point he understands that his life is about to fade, so he starts to reflect on his failures, his failures to win the heart of Tsunade, his failure to redeem Orochimaru, because we know that he was the bad guy in Naruto, his failure to protect Minato or the third Hokage, and now his failure to have a meaningful death. Jiraiya meanwhile is thrown into the sea by Pain's attacks and starts sinking into the depths. Jiraiya spends his final moments continuing to think about Naruto and decides that it is he, not Nagato, who is the child of the prophecy um jiraiya used to always talk about a child of the prophecy he is confident that the world is in good hands if naruto is to be its salvation satisfied with how his final chapter of his life has turned out jiraiya officially ends what he titles the tale of jiraiya the gallant before he dies jiraiya decides that the sequel should be called the tale of naruto uzumaki and smiles at how good the title is before he dies. so a lot to kind of like deconstruct through there so essentially he fought with pain pain had six paths which is why he's you know pain he had six paths so three of those paths end up getting taken out by jariah and right when he's getting ready to continue fighting one of the paths end up coming up and severing his arm once he has his arm severed the um i can't remember which one it is but one of the paths essentially come back in and resurrect the other three So now it's again six on one. He tries to go into sage mode. He gets um, like the dude pulls out every stop that he has, all his summoning jutsus, everything and nothing really helps out. So he ends up dying at the hands of his pupil and someone who he had rescued as an orphan which is really messed up in that sense. Cause it was twisted because he ended up dying by him. Um, but then two he ended up dying before his time was over and before he can confess his love or admit and really tell Naruto how he cared about him and really loved him. So, that one kind of messes with me a little bit more only because I really liked Jiraiya. I loved him from the very beginning like when I first met him. He was just a lovable character, but just seeing the way that he had to go out understanding and feeling like he was a failure the whole time when he really wasn't like the dude raised some of the best shinobi that we that you know, their world had ever seen. He was friends with some of the legendary um, you know, Jonins and things like that, like from back in the day, like like you hung out with the big three. Like everybody knew that the big three were, um, him, Arumaru, and tsunade I mean, come on now, and one of your pupils that you stepped in and actually helped raise was Minato, who originally became the Hokage. Like the third, like you were be- very close with him as well. So it was just a lot that kind of went on through that. So. I think that that's why he really why this one really messes me up, because at the end of the day, even though you did so much good, he ended up still thinking that he was a failure in every situation because he never achieved anything, even though he achieved so much just to go out by his uh, by his peer. So that concludes the list. I mean, again, reach out to me on my social media handles at anime talk 12 and let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. I appreciate you guys as always sticking around and listening through everything and just supporting the show without you. None of this is possible. Um, So as of right now. Just to give you guys a heads up or an update, there will be a Christmas Day special, so be on the lookout for that. I know that everyone's going to be with their family. I'm going to try to do my best to um, actually record it before Christmas and then just release it on Christmas so you get a chance to listen to it whenever you want to so be on the lookout for that and for those of you who haven't as always go back in like follow share subscribe to me on the social media platform and on your streaming services and make sure that you share with somebody else I think if everybody that listens to the podcast shares it one good time then I mean I think that that helps and it helps me get to the goal that I actually want and if you guys haven't seen it on on um, on Twitter, I would like to see, I know it's crazy, like, I know we're at 473 right now, but, hey, I mean, realistic expectations, I think that we can make it to 1,000 listens by the end of the year, like, I think we can make it to 1K, so reach out you know and just like i said share share with your friends if you know somebody that likes anime or you know somebody who's like hey you know i'm thinking about getting into anime reach out to them and share the podcast and let me know that you did because i always love hearing from you all the fans i've gotten a couple messages so yeah reach out to me let me know let me know where you are I, I know i'm seeing a lot of different countries and things like that popping up on the listener my listenership so let me know who you know where you guys are from so um so i can definitely interact with you guys and let you know what's going on on my end um and just kind of have some dialogue so again i appreciate you guys um the list tonight it was my um top five anime deaths that messed me up every time i see them so it was genkai then of course after genkai we ended up going into um, ace from one piece we had maze then nina from full mud alchemist and then number one pervy sage from naruto so thanks again for all the support one more time i know i keep saying that but again without you guys none of this would be possible so thank you so much i hope that you guys have a great night a great rest of your week until next time peace